Hello, everybody. Welcome to Learn to Pray. I'm your host, pastor, teacher, and author, Taryn Gaddis. Today's prayer focus is centered around the word forgiveness. Ephesians chapter 4, verse 32. The ESV translation of God's word says this. Be kind to one another, tenderhearted, forgiving one another, as God in Christ forgave you. I believe that in this verse, it includes one of the sweetest words on the human lips. It is a word that falls upon the ear like fresh dew on a spring morning. It is a word that like a chandelier of diamonds can melt the heart of stone. The sweetest words on the lips, ladies and gentlemen, are the words, I forgive. Mark Twain once said, forgiveness is a language which the deaf can hear and the blind can see. So let's examine this passage of scripture. The Apostle Paul is describing the new suit of clothes that was given to us the moment of our salvation. We were dressed in new apparel at the time when we are raised with Christ and we are raised to walk in the newness of life. And in the preceding verses, much like in the book of Colossians, Paul spoke of these things as believers to believers that we are to put on and put off. We are to put off those things of the world and put on those things that are from God. However, now he instructs us as to those things that we are to put on and one of those being this matter of forgiveness. Now let me quickly say, ladies and gentlemen, vengeance and, and, and revenge are natural human attitudes toward, toward those who hurt us and even mistreat us. It is totally opposite and contrary to the divine nature of forgiveness. I believe that Martin Luther expressed it well when he said, where there is no forgiveness, there is no faith. If works and love do not blossom forth, it is not genuine faith. The gospel has not yet gained a foothold and Christ is not rightly known. One of the greatest evidence of a life of faith is a life of forgiveness. Forgiveness verifies the claim to uh, the claim of Scripture. Forgiveness tells men and women that there is a sovereign, gracious God who loves them, desires to help them, and seeks an opportunity to extend His blessing to them. So, when we love, forgiveness 
we will live forgiveness. In our text, Paul outlines two things about a heart, a forgiving heart. First, there is the character of a forgiving heart. Notice how Paul describes the quality and the character of a person whose heart is forgiving. In that heart, we will be kind to one another. The word kind is a word which the Greek defined as the, uh, the attitude or disposition of a mind which thinks as much of its neighbor's affairs as it does its own. It is a word that describes grace in action. That great commentary writer William Barclay spoke of this as kindness is a virtue equipped at every point. We live in a day when kindness is a rare commodity. We live in a society in which the milk of human kindness had curdled and sad, and it's sad to say the same thing is true in the church as well. Some of the cruelest people that I've ever met have been professing Christian and would have taken an act of Congress for them to show a little kindness. I believe John Wesley gave us good advice when he says, do all the good you can, by all the means you can, in all the places you can, at all the times you can, to all the people you can, as long as you can. As those of us who have experienced the kindness of God in our own lives, we should be the kindest, gentlest, and the sweetest uh, people on the face of the earth. Can I repeat that one more time? As those of us who have experienced the kindness of God in our lives, we should be the kindest, gentlest, and the sweetest people on the face of the earth. Do you have any enemies? Do, do, do you know what is the cruelest thing you could ever do to them? The answer is nothing. That's right. Kill them with kindness. A person with a forgiven heart will be categorized by kindness. And then Paul tells us that there is the compassion of a forgiven heart. The Apostle Paul goes on to make the case that a forgiven heart will be a heart full of compassion. It will be tender-hearted. The word carries the idea of compassion. It comes from the word from which we derive the word womb. Womb. It speaks of a deep internal feeling of empathy for someone else's need. The point is clear. If we possess a forgiving heart, it will be categorized by kindness and compassion. Would people consider you as a kind-hearted 
or tender-hearted person? Are you a person full of compassion toward the in and the out and the up and the down and the in and the out and the out and the out? In relation to our responsibility to one another, we have a responsibility to show care, concern, and compassion to one another. We have a responsibility to forgive one another. And if we would be more prone to close our eyes, open our hearts, forgiveness will be received. And then Paul shares with us that our, our God-given spirit enabled, enabling and Christ-honoring responsibility is, as Paul says, to forgive one another. That there's no indication, I want you to see this, there is no indication of the measure of the degree of the offense. There is no indication of the measure of the degree of the offense that has taken place. Paul says, forgive one another. No indication of the measure of degree of the offense that has taken place. There was no pre-existing condition to forgiveness. The, the, the admonishing is that regardless of the who, regardless of the what, regardless of the where, the why, and the hows of the offense, we are, ladies and gentlemen, freely be forgiving one another yet how can this be achieved let's say someone has hurt me deeply and with sharp words or bitter actions I can respond in two ways one I can retaliate or two I can forgive retaliation is my natural response Forgiveness is my spiritual response. Retaliation is my natural response. Forgiveness is my spiritual response. If I am to turn the other cheek and truly forgive, how can this take place and be achieved? I believe our text informs us that forgiveness is achieved when we remember God's forgiveness of us. Notice verse 32. Paul outlines the guidelines of our forgiveness by prompting us to remember God's forgiveness, forgiving one another as God in Christ forgave you. It shouldn't take us take us any length of time to remember the things in which God has forgiven us. He has taken our sins, buried them in the sea of God's forgetfulness. He has blotted them out as thick as uh, as thick as transgression, and he has removed them as far as the east is from the west, never to be remembered uh, anymore. The word forgiveness literally means to cancel or to set up, send away. It speaks of a completely. It speaks of completely removing something that was present. 
it reminds us that when Jesus forgave us, we not only we not only freely were for, freely forgave. He not he not only freely forgave, but he fully forgave us of all of our sins. I believe that's worth repeating again. He not only freely forgave us, but he fully forgave us of all of our sins. What an amazing, amazing thought today that God has forgiven us freely. He has forgiven us fully. Ladies and gentlemen, your friends, your family, your neighbors, your colleagues may remember your sins, but bless his name, hallelujah, God doesn't. When he forgives, he forgets. When he cleanses, he cancels. When he redeems, he removes. However, forgiveness is not only achieved when we remember God's forgiveness for us, but when we release God's forgiveness through us. When we experience God's forgiveness of us, we can then express God's forgiveness through us. When we remember his forgiveness, we can release our forgiveness and we can fulfill the, the admiration, admiration, admonition of forgiving one another. Leslie B. Finn says, A person who refuses to forgive those who offend him reveals that he himself has not experienced forgiveness. A remembrance of the cross where Jesus forgave us fully and freely should dislodge any grudge we may have toward others. Truth of the matter is that we cannot receive his forgiveness and keep our feet and our feet or our foot on our brother's necks or our hands around their throat. In order to release forgiveness to others, we must receive forgiveness from the Lord. Furthermore, someone who cannot forgive is someone who cannot be forgiven. Someone who cannot forgive is someone that cannot be forgiven. Jesus makes it clear. In Matthew chapter 6, verse 14 and 15, for if you forgive men their transgressors, transpasses, your heavenly Father will also forgive you. But if you forgive not men their transpasses, neither will your Father forgive your trespasses. I thank God. I really thank God that I don't have much of a capacity to hold grudges anymore. I, I, I did not used to be able to say that, but there came a day when I realized how much God has forgiven me. 
So I had no right not to forgive someone else who offended me. The small offense hells nothing in comparison to the sin in which I've committed against God and how the Lord Jesus forgave me. So when we receive and remember his forgiveness, we can release, reciprocate our forgiveness to others. Colossians 3.13 Similar exaltation is given. We are instructed. Bear with one another. And if you have a complaint against another, forgive each as the Lord has forgiven you. So that you also must also can be forgiven. I want you to think with me these last few minutes that we have. Is there someone who hurt you? Is there someone who has offended you? Is there someone who has betrayed you, belittled you, despised you, or deceived you? Do you want God to offer you his forgiveness? If so, then you must be willing to offer your forgiveness. Do you want God to hold grudges toward you? If not, then you must not hold grudges toward any other other person. As believers and as members of the same family, our responsibility like that of that broken hearted father as he sees his prodigal son make his way toward him he offers forgiveness it matters not who said what it matters not who did what it matters not who thought what the only thing that matters is that we have that we who have freely experienced forgiveness are to fully express forgiveness it is then and only then will we be able to utter the sweetest words on human lips I forgive let's pray loving heavenly father thank you for your grace thank you for your mercy thank you for your love and your immeasurable forgiveness toward me. May I reflect today. May I reflect on you and may it reflect your grace and mercy and love and immeasurable forgiveness
may reflect through my thoughts, my words, and my deeds. I pray that I will be kind and compassionate, forgiving toward others, just as you forgave me. Thank you that I've been forgiven of all of my sins and declared to be righteous by faith in your darling son, Jesus. I have not always been ready to forgive those who have hurt or injured me, but thank you for freely forgiving me of my sins unconditionally and forever. May I increasingly show forbearance and forgiveness toward my fellow man and readily pardon all who have hurt and harmed me. Develop me, in me, a spirit of gentleness that shows love of Christ to all with whom I come in contact. And may my life become a reflection of the beautiful love of Christ who died. That all who believe in him might live. In Jesus' name. Mm-hmm.